Boldo, and we've got a very, very special broadcast today. You know, God is raising up a generation of people committed to honoring his presence above all, above all. And we live in a culture that is filled with achieving recognition. So it may seem irrelevant to sit at the feet of Jesus, yet daily communion or communication with him is what is needed Jesus is the very true source of life, and we can never, ever forget that. My special guest today, Johanna Kappen, is a wife, mom, author, speaker, and worship leader. She's the founder of the Presence Collective, whose sole purpose is to draw people together to honor the presence of Jesus, to honor the presence of Jesus, and to influence the world that we live in with his heart with his heart. Johanna also serves as a chaplain for a global anti-trafficking nonprofit group. She's also a wife to Jeff, a mother to her son, Gabriel, and she's a very great friend of mine. So Johanna wrote a book a few weeks ago, which actually she wrote it, and it was just released a few weeks ago. Super powerful. It's called The Presence Collection, Curated Thoughts on Communing with Christ. This book is wonderful. It's inspiring. It's encouraging. It will bless you in so many ways. So let's bring Johanna in right now to talk to us about how to live an overcoming life with the presence of God. So let's get her in here. Johanna, welcome, girl. It's great Hi, to see Lisa. you. So good Thank to you. see you. It's so great to be with you as always. So. Oh. Johanna, we have a lot to talk about, so I'd like to dive right in if that's okay with you. Um, so the Presence Collection, Curated Thoughts on Communing with Christ, your very first book, just released a few weeks ago. So I want to ask you, first and foremost, what was the inspiration behind the book and why did you write it? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Lisa. It's such a joy to see you and to see all your viewers and to be with them. Um, I'm so honored to be here today. As far as this book, I am just so excited that it's done. <laughs> the phase of writing and getting it out there, that part is done. But as far as writing it, um, really my heart was just to encourage you know, people and challenge them to go beyond their own lives and their own you know, stuff that we all deal with and to really like draw deeper and closer to the Lord. For years, I've been journaling, um, you know, collecting all these stories and words and thoughts and prayers that the Lord would download to me. Mm -hmm. And so it was just in my journals, it would, you know, see the light of day every so often when I would share it with others in uh, speaking and um, just encouraging other people. But I really wanted to beyond just emailing these words to myself just so that I had it stored digitally. I also wanted to put it out in print form. And so I said, you know what, I'm just going to get all of these uh, as much as I can in this short book and collect them. And that's why it's called the Presence Collection. And it's just to impact and encourage others and really even to just inspire others that you and I, we each can have a beautiful history and walk with the Lord. Personally. I love it. I love it. And that's such a beautiful thing. Like you said, you've been journaling for years and God gave you the idea to just put it all in a collection. It's beautiful. And I love it. So Johanna, we hear the presence, the term, the presence of God 
a lot. But I think a lot of people may not even know what that actually means, or maybe people that are new to the things of God. Tell us, what actually, what is the presence of God? What does that mean? Well, the presence of God, it can come across, you know, to some of us, some ethereal, remote topic, some doctrinal theological concept that is so far removed from what I'm going through, you know, or what you're going through. But the presence of God, even the word presence in Hebrew, it's uh, it actually means uh, panim. Panim in Hebrew means the face or face, right? And it, so it uh, even the word presence is defined as closeness, nearness, a face-to-face -face encounter with God. And so throughout the scriptures, we see how ordinary men and women, just like you and I, you know, they stumbled, they fumbled, they made mistakes, they, you know, committed sins. But in all of that, they were drawn to God's presence over them. And then after the cross, the Holy Spirit was in them. So that spirit of God, that presence of God in them caused them and empower them to do mighty works. So the presence of God is not just something remote out there. It's for you and I to experience on a day-to-day -day basis. So his presence is really his voice, his character, his face, his nearness, um, close communion, like you shared at the beginning of the broadcast. And it's just pouring our hearts to him, finding that space and time whether it's dedicated in the morning or at night, and then throughout the day, communing with him and actively just being aware and engaged with him, the one who, that we were created for. So um, I don't want to go beyond and because I'll start to share other things. So I want to be um, aware of our time. But really, the presence of God is uh, we need his presence for everything that we do, every area of our lives, every, you know, relationally, um, spiritually, mentally, we need his presence. You're so right. And I love, love how you described what the presence of God is. You know, I used to think presence of God, it's just like you said, it sounds like out here, but not out here. You know, it here, especially now you have Jesus, right? Yeah. The presence of God, the face of God, that intimacy with Jesus. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So I just wanted to say if I could just, uh, this little thought that really just um, blew me away is that from the beginning of the Bible to Revelation, it's all about a love story. So Absolutely. beyond like what you and I might think like, oh, the presence of God is just, you know, what does that have to do with me in 2023? Well, we are invited to partake of this love story. It's about his beloved. You are his beloved. I am his beloved. And from Genesis to Revelation, we see this beautiful love story. And when, if you go to Genesis three, it talks about Adam and Eve walking in the garden, right? God walked with them in the garden and then sin happened. But yet, as you go throughout the Bible, Revelation 21, it talks about that God dwells in the midst of them in this new Jerusalem setting. So he restores everything. And so even to the very end, he is speaking about his presence. His presence was there in the beginning. His presence is there throughout the scriptures, all the ups and downs and turmoil. And his presence is there dwelling with us at the very end. What a beautiful story and picture that we've been invited to, you know, really experience and encounter his presence throughout everything, through every stage. And anyone can. 
even you know when people that don't know him were invited we're going to we're going to get to that in a little bit but right. johanna so okay so the next question is why why do we need the presence of god in our daily lives mm -hmm. um well i just wanted to share a few keys that have been so helpful to me and some of this i dive into in my book mm -hmm. um, but one of the main reasons really our main purpose for being here on earth is not just to learn everything that we can about ourselves. I mean, what an empty life really, <laughs> because, yeah. you know, we have been put here on earth, not just to learn everything about ourselves, but to learn uh, to be loved by God. Yeah. If we're here to learn everything about ourselves and nothing about the God who made us for himself, that's just no life. But no. we've been put here um, formed and fashioned for this time, this hour, this season mm -hmm. to be loved by God, to be known by him and to experience his presence. So first and foremost, um, why do you and I need his presence? We were created to experience his presence. We were created for connection. We were created for communion with him. So when we live outside of that communion and we put other things above that communion, then life becomes fragmented, disjointed, confusing, chaotic, you name it, right? And so first and foremost, we've been created for connection. And uh, secondly, we need his presence to live a victorious life, to live a life of, you know, uh, being an overcomer. And you and I, you know, see it all around us. When we try to do life in our own strength and capacity, and even when we see others, yeah. you know, around us that try their best, right? Everyone is, you know, climbing that ladder or striving and running in that um, spinning in that hamster wheel. Um, when we try to do that in our own strength, it does not bear fruit. Mm -hmm. We may have some, you know, people might have some good motives in how they do things, but there's no lasting power and um, effectiveness and change. So in order for us to experience it in our own lives, we need his presence because his presence is like oil. Psalm 92.10 says that um, he has poured his oil on us. And when you think about like a squeaky, like, you know, my son, I have a 10 year old son and he has a bike and, and, you know, when we go biking or whatever, if one of our, you know, bike bicycle tires is squeaking, we're not going to just continue to keep going. Right. Right. Change it. <laughs> we, or we put oil on it. Right. Oil on it, right. You know, somebody that knows more about all these mechanisms will know more about that than I do, but we put oil on those squeaky parts. Or if we're, you know, at a grocery store and we get that one cart, we always end up with that one cart that's squeaking, right? And you're going down the aisle and you're like, oh my goodness, this is squeaking. That, you know, wheel, that part needs oil. And so you and I are like that. If we're not covered with this oil, when we don't have his oil, his presence in our lives to live a victorious life, we end up being cranky and, you know, squeaky and annoying ourselves. And by our feelings. Yes. Just living right. Just by our five senses. Absolutely. Yes. Trying to do things in my own strength yeah. and capacity, it will not work. No, it will not. And yeah. And so we need his presence. Not only are we created to be in communion with him and which is why we need his presence, but we also need his presence um, to live a victorious life. Absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so Johanna, how do we practically walk in the presence of God and experience his presence in our daily lives practically. Well, 
Yeah, practically, I would say, you know, something that the Lord shared with me um, is the ABCs of practically experiencing his life and his presence. Um, one of the, well, I'll just go with A, adore him. Ah. A is adoring him. So yeah, take out your notes and write it down. Uh, A is to adore him. He is so wonderful. He's so beautiful. His, his power is greater than anything that we have ever imagined or can experience. He created trillions of galaxies. This earth is still spinning from that one word that he spoke. You know, when he created heavens and the earth, the oceans, I mean, there's no end to his creative mm -hmm. power and brilliance. Yeah. But he stoops down and yeah. he did stoop down to come in the form of a baby. He reduced himself. How sneak mm -hmm. and powerful to contain his strength, reduce his strength, strength in the form of a child, in the form of a baby. And he, he's just, there's no end to how magnificent he is. Mm -hmm. And that as we think about him, as we praise him and worship him, he begins to give us language to adore him with. Love it. Right? Yeah, exactly. So adore it's, him. It's true. Even if someone is not feeling well, right? The sacrifice of praise. Thank you, Lord, that you healed me by your stripes. I'm healed. Yes. And then, right? Resist the devil. That how you're praising the Lord. The devil doesn't want to be anywhere where the Lord is being praised. That's right. I tell my viewers, remember that praise is a weapon of warfare. So Johanna, for me personally, the book is it's so encouraging and it's so inspiring at the same time. And whether, whether you just need a, a, a quick encouragement or you want to read the book cover to cover each chapter is literally one to two pages it's amazing and i love that even the contents most of them are one word like you just said adore right i'm looking at this at, okay there are a couple that have maybe two words and i think three that have three words but the whole point is things like um uh, rest and um brave protection, freedom, uh, come away, oh, the secret place. I think I might have said that already. Chosen, faith. Oh my gosh. It's And so you could read one or two pages of this and be literally inspired on the go. Say mm -hmm. you only have a minute before you go to work in the morning. You pick this up, pick one and be encouraged for the rest of the day, right? Or you want to sit and read, you know, whatever you, for anyone that's going through a hard time of any kind, I'm telling you, this is the book that you want to have in your hands, or you just want that encouragement on the go. So I love the way that you designed it with it just being each chapter curated thoughts. Like when is you designed it that way on purpose, right? Yes, absolutely. Because I know how busy we all are. We live in a really busy world. Sometimes we wear being busy as a badge of honor, but really <laughs> as a wife, as a mom, I get it. We are busy people. And our attention span has also, you know, it's like we want those short, quick little tweets and, you know, we're scrolling through social media, just yeah. read the quick, you know, caption. But even in that busy life that we live in, it's hectic, that pace of, of life that we live in, we can still take time, you know, those few min minutes, those few yeah. moments, 
and it can grow as we take those baby steps. We can grow and and um, continue to build on that awareness of the Lord. So that's why I wanted to first with my first book because I'm going to be writing a few more books. Mm -hmm. But this first book, I wanted to be wanted it to be short, um, short little chapters. Mm -hmm. uh, accessible, quick, easy, where, yes, it's like yeah. right there. page, two page chapters are usually just, you know, very quick so that yeah. people can read it when they're, you know, uh, waiting in line or yeah. they, you know, pull it out of their purse or yeah. you know, for men, they can have another copy in the car or wherever, you know, yeah. and just take yeah. it with you. And, it, and the book itself is just very um, portable. It's access accessible. It's not, um, yeah, it's not overwhelming at all. It's yes. I love it. Well, I, I uh, designed it that way just so that we can start here and build our walk with the Lord and commune with Him. And it would be it's also a way for people uh, to use as a launching pad yeah. for them to you know add other resources. And so this is just one tool, one resource, and it's filled with the Word. So you're getting scripture. I mean, it is honestly. When I, when I'm reading it, I, my spirit gets excited. It literally get because it's the word of God, you know? And so it's really, well, I was excited while I was writing it. I'm yeah, telling you, your presence, and it was just so fun. I mean, there were definitely moments where I was like, ah, I want this to be done, but you know, as any writer would, sure. um, would resonate with that, but really you can go at your own pace you don't, you're not stuck to this, you know, 40 day, right. you have to be like, oh my gosh, I missed yesterday. No, you can go wherever you want, pick whatever topic that resonates with you and speaks to you. Exactly. Um, before I forget, Lisa, I just yeah. wanted to finish that ABC. Oh, um, sorry. I guess I Because I know some viewers are probably like, wait a minute. She's, oh, she's I'm so sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so for him and B is be still. And as you're still in his presence, guess what? We exchange our cares, our anxieties, our, you know, all that stuff that we have been consumed with in this world. And we get to give it over to the Lord and receive his peace, his joy, his healing. And yeah. one encounter with the Lord will set us free and will bring healing and deliverance like nothing else can. And then see, I'm going to jump to see, connect with him. Throughout the day, you connect with him and receive, you know, wisdom, favor, guidance when it comes to, you know, relationship stuff, parenting, you know, um, decisions about work, whatever it is. Lord, what do you think about this? Holy Spirit, speak to me. You know, John 16, 13 says he will lead you. The spirit of truth will lead you into all truth. As we're connected to him, he will speak to us. So adore him. Be, be still. See, yeah, love it. So, Johanna, um, what are just a couple, one or two experiences that you've had where you actually heard God's voice mm -hmm. and or experienced the evidence of his presence? Well, it, it, there's that's a whole other just one or two because <laughs> there's so but many. So good. I wish we had hours, Johanna. I know, I know. This well, is well, lovely, and I don't want to rush this because I know how valuable this is. You know, it's supposed to be 30 minutes. If we go a little bit over, well, then we no, do. But I get it. I get it. Well, <laughs> um, we all, I'm sure, have incredible stories of where yeah. God intervened, where God spoke. And, um, you know, whether it's through direction or wisdom. But one of the areas in my life, I remember years ago, I was praying about relocating 
from one state to another. And I was like, Lord, you know, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And I got laid off my job. It was after 9-11 and I got laid off. And um, even that was an answer to prayer because I knew God was moving me on from that. And so I sensed his presence, his leading through that. And then I was like, okay, God, here I am unemployed. What do I do? Um, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And then I clearly heard him say, what do you want to do? You know what I'm saying? Yes. He wants us when we, as believers, when we're living in union with the Lord, his spirit is intertwined with ours. Our spirit is connected to his. That's what the word of God says. First Corinthians 6, 17. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. And Galatians 2, 19 and 20, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Amen. And I've heard that scripture verse, you know, for years, but it really became such a revelatory word for me when I realized it's not Johanna struggling to find out where do I go? What do I do? Johanna trying to perform and be this person or whatever. I can fully just give him my weaknesses and boast in Jesus. Come Woo! on. That's, That's another beautiful. But as I heard his voice, then he kept showing me over and over again that I was going the right direction in pursuing this path and relocating. And one of the key ways that he spoke to me was from Matthew 10, 28 through 30, where he talks about the sparrow, that if these sparrows that fall to the ground, these tiny little birds, you know, sometimes they perch up on my windowsill over here. These tiny little birds that fall to the ground, the heavenly father is, a, I mean, I may tear up, but the yeah. Heavenly Father is so in tune with what all you make me cry <laughs> of these tiny little birds that even fall to the ground. If he's aware of those little birds that none of us really pay attention to, I mean, some of us do at bird watchers, but most people are not, oh, a bird, you know, dropped in Teaneck, New Jersey. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but the Father knows. And how he says, how much more valuable are you? Exactly. He spoke to me this word. And I was like, okay, Lord, well, that's a beautiful passage. I've heard that passage before. Sometimes we get jaded, even with the Bible. We're like, oh, I've heard that before. You know, if you've grown up as a Christian in a Christian, uh, you know, a pastor's home like I have, you've heard it. You've heard this scripture. But yet God was like, I am speaking to you through this word. Hang on mm -hmm. to it. I clung to that word. A couple, you know, uh, hours later, I get a phone call from this um, person that wanted to talk to me about an opportunity. And then he first started by saying, you know what, Johanna? And he was this older gentleman and he just liked to tell stories. And I was like, oh, Lord, here goes Jim telling me another story. <laughs> and I was like, yes, Jim, what happened this morning? And he goes, I had two sparrows that fell into my furnace and I, I was hearing this fluttering noise when I went to my basement and I opened this furnace door and I was like, oh, there are two sparrows. Like, and I was blown away. Oh that, my goodness. I just read and the Lord was like, don't dismiss what I'm trying to say to you. There's a word here. And so long story short, the Lord kept on speaking to me with that arrow word, yes. letting me know and keeping my whole anchor to this powerful truth that how much more valuable mm -hmm. you when you're trying to decide where do I move, Lord? And then long story short, I moved to Nashville. I, had, I was interviewing for a job at a record company. I got up to the third floor to where my interview was going to be at. I opened the door or before I 
came out of the elevator, the Lord said, whatever happens here, know that you are in my hands. I stepped out of the elevator. I looked to the left and there is this two huge glass doors and etched on them were sparrows. Oh my goodness. Record company. Oh my goodness. (laughs) People that have listened to Christian music, they know what I'm talking about. So anyway, God was just like telling me, here you are, baby girl. I've taken care of you all these months when you were unemployed, trying to figure out where am I supposed to go, Lord? What am I supposed to do? And God spoke to me through his word and also through his spirit by giving me that picture, a tangible picture of a sparrow. And then I did end up getting that job. It was wonderful, wonderful season. So that's just one quick example. And there's so many, 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 many. many. I know. And as you're speaking, I'm thinking in my mind as well of different, you know, scenarios. It's amazing, but it's true. But here's the key too. You trusted him. Mm. You trusted him. And I always tell my viewers that faith is a force. And as you're trusting him, he's going to, because the thing is, is people might say they trust him and he's showing them, but maybe they're not discerning what, you know? So again, that's such about being like what you said about the word trust. It's really being childlike, you know, we can with all our ideas and agendas and opinions. And it's not that God doesn't want us to use our brain. He childlike one of the words, childlike. He created, you know, our brain with all its hundred million neurons and all the capacity to think and, you know, reason and analyze. But he also wants us to bring that and say, Mm -hmm. Lord, I invite you into this situation. What do you say about it? Where do you want me to go? And then he's going to be like, okay, you know, what do you want to do? And he gives us partnership, you know, collaborate together. But it's like, and he's only going to show you what is absolutely best for you. That's what I love, you know? So Johanna, I really also thank you for sharing that awesome story. And it it sounds like it was, you know, it was a little bit of a, you know, anytime when you're waiting and trusting, you know, it almost feels like a question mark, but you just gotta know he's going to lead you through it. And he did. And, you know, so um, I believe that this book also would be a great resource for Bible studies. And I say that because you could, you know, the group can read a chapter or a few chapters and then, you know, discuss it. But also I love that at the end of each chapter, you left room, I hope they can see this, for notes. Oops, this side, for notes. And just with three different things, like just quickly explain to us what those three things are and why. I'm a huge believer in writing. Um, You know, like I said at the beginning of the broadcast, I was journaling and I just love to write, write and write, right? So anyway, um, but (laughs) I have a section at the end of each chapter. Well, actually at the end of each chapter, there's a scripture portion, one or two or three scriptures to reinforce and to be, to connect with the topic. So, you know, whether it's childlike or freedom or a secret place, there's scripture verses that are tied to that topic. And then as you read those scripture verses, I've also given you after that reading and after those scripture verses, I've given you a section to interact with what you've read, to engage with what you read. And so that you can, um, there's three sections called write the word, hide the word, and apply the word. Yes. So cool. I love it practical way to really not just be like, okay, well, I read, you know, at eight o'clock this morning, and then now I'm going to go live my life. No, it's 
we're not going to compartmentalize our life. We're going to like invite him in everything. So I'm going to write what the Lord spoke to me as I read this chapter. He could speak to me something even deeper and something that connects with me as a person that may not, that I may have not touched on, but it, it, it inspires you. So then you write, you know, the word that God had given you through that scripture verse, or you write the actual scripture verse down because it further reinforces what you you know, received that morning or that afternoon or that evening before you go to bed. <laughs> I know we were talking about Bible study, but honestly, some people have their devotion time in the morning. I like to read the word at night before I go to bed. It relaxes me. It helps me to sleep like a baby. And of course, you know, and if you're reading and then you're writing, you're going to go to bed and God only knows what he's going to you more. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Someone just texted me the other day that they read, you know, chapter eight, I am chosen. And that who did? someone just texted that to me and said, oh my gosh, I love chapter eight. <clears throat> Excuse me. It really resonated with them. It spoke to them. So, you know, we can take different, glean different thoughts and words and allow the Holy Spirit to help us to uh, learn and be equipped with the word of God. And that's how we walk in authority. So you write the word and then you hide the word and that is to memorize the scripture. And sometimes you're saying that. Yeah. yeah, they're overwhelmed with that, but don't get overwhelmed. Take it in little bite-sized pieces. If it's if the scripture verse is three lines, you take that first line and memorize that and keep saying that over and over throughout the day. And then the third section is to apply the word. So applying the word, uh, it, it helps us to apply God's word to whether it's a sickness or, you know, we're, we're dealing with some trauma or we're dealing with some relational issue, you know, parenting stuff, whatever it is, Lord, I thank you that your word says, I read it this morning that you are my shepherd. I shall not want. I apply that to my son's life, to my husband's life. You are their shepherd. You are going to guide them. You're going to speak to them. And that's how you apply that. And I'm, I love how you're declaring also because that there's so much power in power. that, in you know, yeah. glory to God. Amen. So Johanna, could I ask you now to pray for those who would like a deeper desire, you know, to, for a relationship with Jesus. And even for those who might not understand exactly who, you know, who he is and what he's done for them yet. Would you pray? Yes, absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you, God, for this time that we've, get, we've been given to just come before your presence and to speak about you, to boast about Jesus and to boast about your goodness. And I pray, God, that any person that is listening, whether it, they're on live now or a replay, I pray, God, that you would touch their hearts, Lord. And in the same way that you drew us to you in the very beginning of our walk with you, I pray that you would continue to build and let your Holy Spirit um, minister life and truth to those who have known you and to those that have been walking with you. I pray a renewal in their walk, a first love uh, revival in their hearts, God, that you would draw them closer to you. You didn't call us, Lord, so that we could be parched and just existing, Lord. You called us to thrive, Lord, in this life and flourish no matter what is happening, Father. So I just pray for those that have been walking with you for fresh fire, fresh oil over their lives. And for those that um, this may be all so new to them, Lord, walking with Jesus and uh, talking about his, your presence. But Lord, I pray that 
as we come to you as little children, just like little children that come to their parents and are in need of food or whatever it is that they need, Lord, they are given that and they don't ever question, Lord, or mom and dad, are they going to feed me? Or are they going to do this? They just run through the door, go to the fridge and help themselves, Lord. And in the same way, I thank you, God, that you've provided a banquet table for us to receive of your feast, Lord, and to be nourished with the food of heaven. You've called us to come up higher, to not live in this temporal world that is that just dissatisfies us, that does not fulfill us, that leaves us empty, that we're just addicted to all these other things, but we need to be addicted to your presence, to your life. And so I pray for those that do not know you, God, that you would um, open their eyes and their hearts to know who you are and to know your love, to experience your love beyond just church and religion and what man or what woman has said, but to really encounter you in their own hearts, Father, for themselves. Speak to them through a dream, through a song, through a book, through this broadcast, God, and draw them to you. And even if you can, just pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I receive you in my heart. I believe that you are the son of God. I commit my life to you and I receive your life, your strength, your healing and your power. Help me to grow in you and listen to your voice. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Woo! Amen. You just paid that with Johanna. Welcome to the family of God. Yes, welcome. Lord Johanna, that was so beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh my gosh. So I just want to reiterate this book, The Presence Collection. Wow. I love it so much. Curating Thoughts on Communing with Christ. It's available right now on Amazon. And I purchased three copies myself. I already gave one away as a gift. And my friend who her family is from India and she loves it. She loves it. And so um, I just, I love it. But Johanna, where can people find out more about you and what you do, all the wonderful things you do? Uh, well, you can go to my website, johannacappen.com. And you can find more information about the book, about um, ministry events. And uh, for those of you who are wanting to go to my website and order the book there, um, you will receive a signed copy as well as my five song worship CD. Oh, do that. <laughs> do that. So if you want to go to my website, you know, um, those are the two things that you'll receive. So johannacappen.com and for paperback, um, I have the prices there. Um, it's affordable. So you can go to johannacappen.com, get the book and the CD. And then for those that want to go to Amazon, um, it just look up Johanna Cappen and the presence collection. If you just type in the presence collection, um, it'll come up. It'll right up. We could send the link. I could send the link to uh, Lisa so she can put it on there. Yeah. So those are the two areas that, but I'm sure other online retailers are carrying them as well. So I have it in Kindle form. So you can read it as an ebook for those that just want to receive it right away. Um, it comes in paperback format as well as hard, hardcover. And then what about um, social media? Where can they find you on social media? I'm sure it's on your website as well, but yes, Instagram, yes. Facebook, right? Yes. Instagram. Follow Johanna. She's 
Amazing. And I'm glad that you mentioned the CDC. I was in too much of a hurry. As soon as she told me it was out, I didn't wait. I just went right to Amazon. But, yeah. but I have some of Johanna's um, CDs and the woman is an amazing singer. She's, I always tell her she sings like an angel. I'm like, I, it's Aww. so <laughs> heavenly. No, Johanna, you're so talented. And mm -hmm. I mean, over the summer, she sang um, the national anthem in Texas, right? At, at like, like different um, venues. And she's amazing. <laughs> you got to check out her her website and her social media pages. And Johanna, I just want to say Facebook, YouTube. Those are really where, yeah, you can find me, Johanna Kappen. Perfect. Perfect. And, you know, I'm so grateful to the Lord for putting you in my life. And we go back to like 2008, I think it was. And um, yeah. So Johanna, I just, again, I want to thank you so much for spending some of your time with us today. You have been such a blessing. You are a blessing to all who know you. And I just bless you. And so, and thanks for watching The Victorious Life. Make sure that you share this broadcast everywhere you can. We want to get this out into all the countries that we can. There are so many people that are hungry for the presence of God. They just, they don't know, you know, and by you just sharing this broadcast, you are going to bless so many people. So thank you for watching The Victorious Life. Let's advance God's kingdom together. And I'll see you next time. Thank you, Johanna. Love you and love you. Love you. Good night.